everyone, and welcome to the Dark Souls of the Downloadable Concept Podcast. Our hosts, as always, are the Dark Souls of Munchlax Wrangling, Fox Lee. <laughs> to defeat me, you have to dodge my attack and counterattack. And also, the Dark Souls of post-secondary education, Talon Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the Dark Souls of Waggling Eyebrows, Jeff Rich. Hey, everybody! <laughs> Tell Talon hasn't played much Dark Souls. You actually well, no, need a villainous laugh. That's, that's pretty accurate. Everyone in Dark Souls has a, or has a villainous laugh. Yeah, but all the ones I've heard, it wasn't like a mwahaha kind of laugh. It was like a ha 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 Just like a kind of, this isn't a noise a human would make sort of laugh. They're not human. <laughs> like, everyone just has... Everyone just has tremendous anxiety issues. Like, they just don't want to talk to you. That's all. It's really uncomfortable with you existing. You haven't heard Oswald of Kareem. <laughs> because Oswald has the best voice acting I've ever heard. <laughs> it's only human to commit sin. Is he not the... <laughs> is he, he's not the confessor at the top of the tower, is yes, he? Yes, he is. He is, okay. Yeah, I have seen him, but only briefly. I, I, don't, I just love that I can just bob along in this conversation. <laughs> it's, it's managed to intersect voice acting, Fox's favorite thing to complain about, ah! and Dark Souls. Hey, I was not complaining about voice acting. I you... think it's quite appropriate that they all laugh like they're slightly not human. Well, no, 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 you weren't complaining, but voice acting is something you do love complaining well, about. Voice acting is shit. <laughs> uh, it's not, not... Loaded. There are some very good voice actors out there. There's like uh... three of them. <laughs> I know three of them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the main thing that's lacking is better dialogue writers for video games, good voice direction for video games, and facial models that can actually sell emotion. Have you seen the promotional video for Blood Dragon where they showed uh, Michael Bean reacting to the script? No. And I don't know who Michael Bean is. He's, amongst other things, he was John Connor in the original Terminator? Am I getting that right? Probably. John Connor didn't show up in the original Terminator. Not, not John Connor, the guy who, the uh, guy who went back. Reese, Carl Reese. Carl Reese. I've never, yeah, I've never seen Terminator. Um, anyway, I'm a nerd. Or maybe I just remembered that because I had a crush on a guy named Reese at the time. And then I got probably a crush on a guy named Kyle. You know, statistically, knowing you as a kid. Uh, no, he probably ooh. had a crush on a guy named Kyle, knowing me as a kid. That's a good point. I could pick him. <laughs> um, the Dark Souls but, yeah, we interest. <laughs> but uh but my he, he was also an actor in um the original aliens oh right and, okay and so that means that one year he was a voice talent for the two original aliens like yeah like aliens the <laughs> there were the lots of uh, there were lots of aliens <laughs> knockoffs and derivatives and i'm not and i wanted to specify not alien but he was in <laughs> aliens he was one of the marines if i remember correctly he's the one who says uh you know game over or something like that man Anyway. Huh. And so that is a great guy to get for your blood dragon. It is a fantastic guy. And the thing is, he was also a voice actor in the same year in Aliens Colonial Marines. Oh. And in Aliens Colonial Marines, he has no direction. He has bad direction. So it's a really flat affect. It's a bad script. It's just a terrible performance. And it's not because the guy can't act. The guy can quite clearly act. Yeah. Uh, but in Blood Dragon, he, he has no idea how silly the game is 
And so he's reacting to the script with like, there's 14 fucks on the first page. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And you hear the voice of the director say, just say it. (laughs) I was, that's almost a shame because I think that the best way to do voice acting for something like Blood Dragon is to play it completely fucking straight. And at the end is to just free base fucking Miami connection (laughs) for 24 hours straight. There's a and there's a interview section on on the expanded edition with um with some of the Blood Dragon extras, which includes uh, someone sitting down with Carl Reed, not Carl Reed, sitting down with Michael Bean <laughs> and saying to him, uh, "So, so were you excited about this project? Are you a big player of video games?" And he is just the tiredest looking man who just says, <laughs> "No, I don't care. This is a paycheck," <laughs> <laughs> which is the best way to do Blood Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so yes. what I mean to say is I've come to understand that there's a lot more to it than actor talent because I've seen people now in video games who I know are legitimate, even excellent actors who just cannot work with what they have. So, you know, I, I accept there's more to it. Yeah. Um, con- consider Patrick Stewart in Oblivion versus Patrick Stewart in Castlevania. We know Patrick <laughs> Stewart can act. Yes, I, I really like Patrick Stewart, actually. <laughs> you ever seen the Bambi sequel? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Cut sound. Bambi, <laughs> Bambi 2, Mom's Revenge. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, that is... No, it, no, no. It's a Disney sequel, so it's exactly what you expect. But fuck Christ, if Patrick Stewart doesn't make it watchable. But the thing is, it's not Bambi 2, Mom's Revenge. It's Bambi 2, Dad O'Clock. It's, yeah. the, it's the midquel of... Why does Bambi and his dad get along at all? Yeah, it's Bambi 2. Uh, we never actually bothered to have these two characters say more than three words to each other in the first film. I don't know. Maybe he should have a relationship with his dad at some point. Ah, so look, what? it was like, like was, the 50s. What do you want? Was, was Bambi 3, was it like Bambi 3, the buck stops here? <laughs> <laughs> now but, it's well, dad o'clock. You yeah. know what? <laughs> if they were still in sequels phase, which I understand they're not because they can make more money by doing princesses. Tinkerbell. Princesses and fairies. <laughs> Apparently uh, films are for boys but sequels are for girls. I don't know. Um, but if they were they would be making another one because then they could just go Bambi has a kid, which is the formula for 90% of their other sequels. Yeah. They're, Yay! They're, they're, not, they're not good. Um, but speaking of sequels... That can't live up to the original, apparently. Oh, let's. Uh, apparently, they re- they've released a sequel to the exciting, well-known, well-regarded Critical Darling. But before Dark we Souls talk 2. about that, tell them what have you been playing lately. I have been playing Commander Keen Four. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sequels, <laughs> you were not expecting that. <laughs> uh, Somebody the- came prepared. For a sequel day. <laughs> the entire Commander Keen collection minus episode six is available on Steam for I think five bucks. Uh, one, two, and three are one set of collection, and four and five are another collection. Uh, and I've been playing Commander Keen for because I needed something with a nice instantaneous responsive system. I didn't want to get anything I could get too bogged down in. And I've been in. Uh, a fair bit of pain due to some accidental injury, and that's been a good distraction. I have a question. Yep. Is part six not included because it's an embarrassment and we don't want to talk about it, or is it not included because it's the best one and we think we can sell it separately? It's not included because it exists in legal limbo. 
Nah, that's the is worst actually, reason. Is it actually the Wolfenstein 3D? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, but... canonically speaking. Yeah. In... <laughs> hey, id trivia Billy fans. Blitz, Billy Blaze is the grandfather of each or the great He's the grandson. Grandson of BJ Blazkowicz, yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, means that Billy Blaze's nerdy, nebbish dad who shows up in one of the ending sequences, that... That guy's dad saw some shit. Like he, he was raised by a by a person who fought his way out of and into POW camps. It's kind of amazing. Uh, yeah. Why do you think the kid is prepared for the alien invasion? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Grandpa told me a lot of stories. All right. <laughs> and in Grandpa Doom... taught me how to kill a man with a pogo stick. <laughs> that kid has seen some shit. <laughs> in Doom Two, there is an area where you can find. Uh, Commander King's helmet, suggesting <laughs> that there is one continuity between all three of them. So there's a nice touch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Easter eggs don't suggest continuity in my mind. And, and, and this is John Carmack. He, he doesn't care if levels have continuity. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But seriously, we, though, like, like uh, when he grows up, uh, Billy Blaze becomes Corporal Doom guy. I don't know. I think it's more likely that, like, the, the year setting for Doom is, uh, it's in the 2090s. So, and given that Billy Blaze came out in 1986, I want to say, I'm going to suggest that it's actually his grandson. So there's like this, this, it skips a generation. <laughs> it's like boldness. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what? That's the thing that's apparently true about boldness. I, I don't know. I thought, I thought the whole thing with boldness was you get it from your mum. Yeah, but also it's supposed to skip a generation. Oh, well. I don't know how that works exactly. I don't know either. My goodness, this podcast has gone some places already, hasn't it? Voice acting and male pattern boldness. <laughs> <clears throat> Beyond that. It's not exactly hot takes at this point. They're sort of takes which have been left in the serving tray until most people are done with the buffet and they're just kind of tepid. <laughs> they all you can eat buffet takes. <laughs> Hot dog takes. <laughs> Slightly pink, warmed over, composed mostly of other unused parts of takes. Like the pie that's so basically in the warmer me. all day. <laughs> and it, there's nothing you can do to it to make that crust not soggy. That's just how it's going to be. Pl- please, also, Jeb, just like me. Please, Jeb, you are after all the rump steak of takes because it involves the word rump. Anyway. I played Commander Keen this week. I also played a bunch more Devil Daggers. I'm now sitting at, like, 70 seconds, and it's <laughs> terrifying that that's actually, like... A, you I'm needed a- something else with a fast reload that you couldn't get too involved in. <laughs> something other than Devil Daggers. Devil, Devil Daggers has a very low frustration threshold, though. Oh, okay. Oh, and by the way, game developers, if you're making a game that relies on fast reloads or on frustration-based repetition, make the Alt-F4 drop you out of the game instantly. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's your fucking menu! Hotline Miami does it, um, and and, uh, Devil Daggers do it. I've played a couple of games that want to be frustrating, and just make the rage quit quick. (laughs) Because it makes me more likely to feel okay about coming back. This, it, I, know, I know it sounds like it's a joke, but no, I honestly that's really like interesting. As, as a point of user experience, making rage quits satisfying is... <laughs> is imagine if the game whimpered when you did that. <laughs> yeah, damn right, I'm shutting you off, you stupid game. What about you, Fox? You been playing anything this week? 
Or just <laughs> questing for the Zelda Picross. No, Talon, you ruined it! <laughs> well, stupid Talon ruined what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Mitomo. Never heard of it. Otherwise known as Nintendo has gamified giving away your personal information. <laughs> Otherwise known as if I press enough things in this app, I get free Zelda Picross. I don't care. One of the best things to do in Mitomo is to, uh, like, repeatedly alternate a series of letters. Repeatedly Be- alternate series of letters? Yeah, like, TS. Because then, the like, when the Mitomo reads it out, it will just repeatedly say... Oh, your voice is turned on. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm me, so the first thing I did was turn all the voicing off. <laughs> oh, but favorite- it's fantastic. They can't say poutine right. My favorite piece of trivia about Mitomo's voice acting is that it can get the word weh right, it can get the word bourgeoisie right, mm-hmm. and it can't get the word meme right. Nope. <laughs> Which, True granted... Prefer, most people on the internet can't get meme right. <laughs> well, it's also the fact that it's, you know, the, the, the game is in multiple languages, and that's that, that meme, the way it's pronounced as mem, is another word in ah, French. Makes sense. It can't, it can't say poutine properly. It says pouting. <laughs> That's when you're not quite satisfied with the quality of your poutine. <laughs> you're pouting? <laughs> I, I made I, I referred to uh, my friend ago. CC as, uh, in, in wrestling, uh, this one manager, Bobby Heenan, used to refer to, to regular, you know, blue-collar type characters as ham and eggers. Yep. Well, I referred to CC as uh, ham and egger. In Mitomo, and the pronunciation was not very accurate to 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 the phrase itself, and it turned out to say something I can't say on this podcast. Oh my! Oh my! Okay, yes, moving on. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to explain this to me later. I no don't later. I said later for a reason. All right. It also All says right. fucker really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm a little disappointed with it because it's like super fucking boring when you run out of answers from your friends. <laughs> there's a point you get to where there's nothing to do. Nintendo. I'd ask, I'd ask to, you to add me on Mitomo, but um, you can't look for people to add on Mitomo because <laughs> Nintendo's fucking bad at this. Nintendo's really not very good at this. I, at all. well, I, I yeah. I guess you didn't link your Twitter account because I haven't found you on my list. I linked my, I linked a Twitter account to it, but um, you have to. It puts people you don't know, but who are friends with a bunch more people first before the people you actually know on the recommended uh, fault. In order to not, fo- in order oh, to not invite, on mine, it doesn't. In order to invite a couple of my friends to Bitomo, I had to go through and manually block and. Like forty people, good grief! Just to get them off the suggested following list, because you can't just say no. I don't know who this person is. No, it's block forever. <laughs> well, not That's forever. Been much different from my experience. <laughs> Maybe well, I just pe- don't understand how it's doing things. Some of the people I know have a lot of friends. So, <laughs> all right. So we've dodged, we've ducked, we've rolled, we've gotten around behind it. It's time to finally encounter. Hey, Jeb. What have you been playing this week? Uh, Shadows Over Innistrad launched on Magic Duels. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> he got 
me again. Sixty dollars. He got me again. Sorry. <clears throat> yes. Uh, yeah, Shadows of Innistrad launched on Magic Duels, and I played that a little bit. Yeah. So, and, and what are you finding about Innistrad Limited? Uh, well, you see, uh, because this is stainless games, it doesn't work. Um, oh, for fuck's the, the, sake! The, the, they managed to, they managed to introduce a, a a new feature where if you don't have any sorcery speed effects to play, it just automatically skips through your main phase. Ah, I see. That's non ideal. Uh, well, no. Um, especially because Shadows of Innistrad introduces a lot of uh, instant speed effects. And uh, quite a few of these you'd want to play before you attack, for example. Yeah, or popping clues, for example. To draw cards, yeah, you can't do that well at all now. That's uh, not a bug, though. It's actually the way they designed it. Huh. This it was it was a d- design decision that they made early on, apparently, when they were working on the, the Shadows or Innistrad update for Magic Duels. Which leads me to believe that originally clues were going to be only sackable at sorcery speed. Alright. Which is interesting, because since they're instant speed, they're actually playable. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, they'd have to be free to, to sacrifice if they were sorcery speed. And then at that point, what's the, what's the point of having them introduce the item at all? But yeah. And then there's, uh... And then if you're playing on the iOS, of course, uh, you can't sack clues at all, or else it will crash the game. So... Um, yeah. Declaration in Stone is the most powerful removal spell ever made. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Shadow uh, Magic or Magic Duels. It's uh, free to play, and um, I can wholeheartedly advise you if you want to play it, don't give the money until it works. Yeah, this sounds pretty bad. <laughs> I, I often joke about how ultimately wizards are kind of a little bit naff at online. <laughs> like I, I I've joked about Magic Online being a shaky pile of bugs held together with spit and string in the past, but uh, yeah, this sounds like a new level above that. On the other hand, I did open up the Gitrog Monster. Hey, hail to the Gitrog Monster! And the Gitrog Monster is amazing. Yes. We, we no. will probably spare you a full rundown of the awesomeness of the Gitrog Monster. Here, we could conceivably otherwise... do an entire podcast on the Gitrog Monster. Yeah. It's a really cool card. Anyway, you were saying... It's yeah. a frog horror. <laughs> it's a legendary frog it's horror. It's a legendary frog horror. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, legendary frog probably is, yeah. <laughs> You had me at legendary frog. I, I also <laughs> love six sixes with death touch. Like, what isn't it gonna kill anyway? <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's deadly poisonous. No, it just ate you. It just ate you. That is why it has death touch. <laughs> but yes, 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 <clears throat> yes, quite. <clears throat> okay, okay, I'll get to it. I have <laughs> been. <laughs> Playing Dark Souls 3. And that's all the time we have now for on the Downloadable <laughs> yeah. Concept Podcast. <laughs> Jeb needs to get back to playing Dark Souls 3. Wait, don't we need to make a joke about Dark Souls 3 being the Dark Souls of Dark Souls? No, I understand that's what everyone does. That's what everyone does. Will we not be rejected from games media? I think the funniest commentary I've heard on that was Matt Lee's saying that Dark Souls 3 is the Dark Souls of Dark Souls 2. Which takes a few minutes to, like, unpack. (laughs) 
I was thinking the new thing we could do is refer to things as being the Dark Souls 2 of XYZ. <laughs> Meaning, it's okay, but it's definitely a little disappointing as a follow-up. Well, I find that, like, now, now effectively we are on a tangent because Jeb is trying to talk about Dark Souls 3 here, but in Dark Souls 2... <laughs> was that not the point? One of the core components of that game is a feeling of cyclical disappointment. That that like the very conclusion of that game is the follow up is a disappointment. That that's like how the game is structured. I almost feel like it was intentional that they were looking at this and saying we can't recapture that. Let us instead ro- make a game about accepting that. Let us instead capture disappointment. Oh oh, is the are the Dark Souls games kind of down? Hmm. <laughs> are they are they a bit mopey? <laughs> just just a little. I'm just curious. And what were you say? And, and now, Jeb, you you were saying. Well, you see, Dark Souls Three is actually the Demon Souls Bloodborne. So holy shit! Um, <laughs> there, I nailed it. <laughs> what What's the game they made in the iOS where there's a giant fucking octopus that eats you in the first screen? <laughs> it's that Kingsfield. Okay, Kingsfield is a game that was 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 originally a PS1 game. Talent. Okay, I clearly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Kingsfield. <laughs> Kingsfield is on that is is a game that exists on the how to gauge how much of a From Software fan someone is, because uh, if they like it, they're really really into From Software. Does it have a giant Kingsfield? Yes, has okay, lots good. of them. They're like the first enemy you fight, and they'll wreck you. Because that's how Kingsfield works. And From Software went, we've got a good idea here, and so Maybe they more made fucking wrecking you. So they made Eternal Ring, which just sucked. <laughs> Actually, they made Kingsfield 2 and Armored Core and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But they made Eternal Ring, and that game was garbage. Wow, garbage. It's a game, it was a first-person shooter, question mark? That's a comforting collect, description. Where you, where, you, where you collected magical rings, and the magical rings were your, your shooty magic spells, which means you had very little magic and very little ways to defend yourself until you got more magical Eternal Ring. And mm, then limited uses, resource games, you say. So you died a whole bunch to just a bunch of fucking crabs. <laughs> I only ever survived to picking up the fucking ring like once. I don't think I ever reached a checkpoint in that game. <laughs> and this was what the about- first PS2 game I ever had. And you still like video games. I'm impressed. Well, you see, what happened was after we got Eternal Ring, and my brother and I played it for a little bit, we set down the controller, we turned off the PlayStation 2... We got in my brother's car, we went to the store, and we bought Madden 2000. That'll change your mind. I see, I see. <laughs> we went and bought football. <laughs> How badly could they fuck up football, they say? All right, Madden 2001, sorry. That was the first PS2 football game, and that was good. Rightio. So, Dark Souls 3, have you reached a checkpoint in that? I have reached several checkpoints in that, in fact. I've even beaten a boss. Hey! You beat Dark Souls. I beat Dark Souls. <laughs> I, beat, I beat two bosses, in fact. The tutorial and the 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 one that leads you out of the first non-tutorial area. Alright. Which is, is it, interesting is it... because uh, the, the first non-tutorial area is a wall. And then at the end of it, you get carried down the wall. And then it's like difficulty actually goes down a little bit. Huh. The base of the wall is easier than the wall itself, in my opinion. That's interesting. Um... That's just yep. probably just di- 
different enemies in my playstyle. But anyways, um, it's really good. <laughs> uh, the, it's the exploration fucking outstanding. Ah. I know that when it comes to this kind of game, it's very, very hard to succinctly describe why it's engaging. Like, for some people, it's like, oh, the exploration is amazing, and sometimes the, the cinema of watching someone else run in front of you and just completely getting fucking owned is amazing. Um, or or the, the tense combat, or all, all these other components. It's, it's, it's a very thoroughly crafted, very well-integrated kind of game experience because it's so hard for anyone to tease out the specifics of what they like about it, you know? Well, it's... For, for starters, uh, it's a lot faster than Dark Souls 1 was. Right. Because they, they learned a lot of good lessons from Bloodborne that, okay, you can still do thoughtful and um, tactful combat while still having a good pace of play. As opposed to the kind of drudgy way that uh, Dark Souls 1 seemed to move. And, in my opinion, Demon Souls especially. Ah, Mitomo, you ass! <laughs> I see what you mean now, Jeb. And mine is just straight up broken. <laughs> Even if I block all the suggestions, it won't reload any new suggestions for followers. Nintendo are good at this. Nintendo makes such good app. <laughs> but as you were saying, Jeb. <laughs> um, what? Okay, what were you uh, guys talking about? <laughs> anyways, anyways Hi, uh, Mitomo. It's a, it's a game where you. Where you make a me, the the little avatar thing for Nintendo, and then you use your me to talk to other friends' me's, and there are questions that you get asked that you're supposed to answer, but really the correct thing to do is just shitpost. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo have made a free-to-play shitposting medium, yes. <laughs> well, it's a small localized shitposting medium. Yeah. You only shitpost at your friends, Art- usually only when they ask for it. Artisanal shitposting. <laughs> Freshly homegrown shit posts straight to your door. <laughs> it comes in matte paper packaging with twine. <laughs> but yeah, so Dark Souls 3. How Here's long that. was it before? Sorry. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you was talking. Fox first? No, Talon, go ahead. Jeb? Mine was just a silly joke. <laughs> Jeb? Fox? <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> yeah? Go ahead, Fox. You know, if you just delete things from your friends list until you can see me, maybe... No, that's probably just a pest as well. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, I thought for a moment there we were going to get into, like, a shit post cycle. Like, come on, Fox, share the shit post. This, the, the, have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> the cycle has been going for over a year. <laughs> see, uh, other shows have a news cycle. <laughs> yes! We just basically have to wait. Every every time, it's a matter of how long we can hold out before we either get we'll back to something talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> All right, uh, we talk about. Fuck, a I should have called. Fuck, I feel so bad. I should have called Fox the 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 Dark Souls of Dark erotic Souls. Sonic the Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction. Raw. Yeah, yeah. Or don't Jeb laugh. I inter- wrote some of that. Or Jeb interrupts me with ooh. That's pretty much the cycle. <laughs> Come on, that was only in one show. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> yes, it was fun to edit. It sure <clears throat> was. All right, anyway, bye. The joke I was going to make is when are we going to just start referring to snail mail as the shitpost? <laughs>
Sounds very Australian. See, see that that's just a good joke. That I don't think that qualifies as, as a shitpost. It's not allowed on our podcast. I wasn't trying to shitpost. I was trying to make a joke. Oh, so this is just natural talent then. Anyway, so we're searching for the insult in that. I think we have lost the thread of Dark Souls 3. Anything you want to throw in there at last minute, Jed, before we move on to retro gaming news? Um, it's really good. They uh, they brought back a lot of the the interconnectedness that was missing in Dark Souls 2. Like, you can go and as you progress, you see landmarks you've been to and landmarks you're going to see later once again. Which is really nice to be able to look over a vista and see, wow, that building looks really cool. I can't wait to go there. Yeah, that that feeling of like a big interconnected space is one of the most exciting things I've seen about Dark Souls, and I haven't played it. Did they take out the teleportation then? They still have the teleportation, um, but the, the paths that you take to go from bonfire to bonfire are a lot less linear and a lot more interesting. That's cool. Alright. So, broadly speaking, three thumbs up kind of thing? At least, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Jeb gives it one awkward laugh out of five. Is that a um, good rating? There's there's a lot of there's a lot I of things know. I could talk about Is that it? would be there's a lot of things I could talk about that would be spoilers. Mm. But if you really like Dark Souls one, you're really, really gonna like Dark Souls three. Awesome. Impressive. Alright. And there's a lot of shit that's like Bloodborne in it too, like the, the <laughs> there, there's a lot of Bloodborne influence in that game and it's cool. Also, uh, my fa- the favorite enemy that I've discovered so far that's new to the game is uh, what I've dubbed the the Chuffy Bible Grandma. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. The Chuffy Bible Grandma. Okay, I no, I I didn't mishear anything. All right. Chuffy Bible Grandma. Uh, there's this rather large lady. Um, she has a Bible and uh, like a lamp post. And uh, she will beat you to death with the lamppost or the Bible. <laughs> or she will send swarms of magical insects at you. Or she will douse herself in flames and hug you. <laughs> I love it. Oh, dear. <laughs> you feel like that's the natural progression of you never write, you never call. <laughs> I've gone to Bible studies with this woman, clearly. <laughs> Wait, no, I know her. Lamppost and all. Yeah, let, let, let's see. I, I've been hit in the side of the head with a cane. I've had a Bible chucked at me. I don't remember any of them commanding killer bees, but I do remember deadly hugs. <laughs> Were they self-immolating hugs, though? <sighs> I mean, that, that's top-notch grandma self-pity as well. Now it's time for Retro Gaming News. All the news that's been to print for the month of April 2008. Brought to you by Chumpy Bible Grandma. You never call, you never write. And she'll forgive you if you give her a nice big hug. Nice, nice. Uh, I like it. I'm just, I'm I like it. it. Yeah, I like it. Alright. So, I was, of a, I was of the weird belief that there wouldn't really be anything coming out in April, having failed to recognize that we just came off two dead months. <laughs> Turns out that, yeah, shit comes out in April. In fact, in 2008, a lot of shit came out in April. Some of it inexplicable. <laughs> so this is retro gaming shit? <laughs> I'm glad that nothing came out this April. <laughs> I think everything that did come out this April is hiding from Dark Souls 3. <laughs> I, 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 but put, put this down in the show notes. At the end of this year, I want to do a The Year in Shit Post <laughs> retrospective. <laughs> 
I thought that's what the podcast is on a daily basis. <laughs> All right. So first up, we have a game. I don't think this is a well-known enough game that it'll like stick with us. Um, but I thought the description of the game was wonderful, so I'm just going to read it out. The objective of blank is to guide a nameless amnesiac player character through the Neuro Tower to the bottom floor. Randomly generated, the majority of the layouts of the Neuro Tower's floor change each time they venture inside. Portals found on each floor of the tower transport the player to the next floor of the Neuro Tower. Why does it keep is mentioning this... the Neuro Tower? <laughs> is, is this is this House of Dead Ninjas or whatever? No, it's it's a release. It's a re-release of a PS2 game that came out on this. This is the this month. It came out on the Wii. <laughs> okay, is it a remake or something? Not really a remake. It's uh, a role-playing video game by Sting Entertainment, released in Japan for the Sega Saturn in 1998. Oh, wow! Ten years later, it got a Wii release. Um, it it um. You play a very pretty man who is an angel. It's a ner- you play as an angel, sort of like you've got angel wings on the cover. This is it? oh okay. For a minute there, I thought this was going to be that Metatron game, which fascinates me. Um, El Shaddai? No. Yeah, that's, I was saying, that's the one that oh, okay. Fox is telling yeah. about. El Shaddai is hella cool. And apparently, is it? yeah. Apparently, this game was so successful in Japan that after the 1998 release on the Saturn. There was a manga uh, made of it, which was a horror fantasy shonen manga of the same title, um, and it got a I series a on the PS One. I have a strange, I have a strange feeling that one of my friends is going to be really upset that I don't know what this is because <laughs> this sounds like something a few of my friends are into. Uh, this is also a type of hell. The name of the game is a major musical movement. So like oh, major. Classical music, romantic music, and... Baroque? Yeah, it's called Baroque. Oh. Yeah. It, I, I do not know anything about this game beyond that it seems it to sounds want to pretty fucking cool. The Neuro have... Tower. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that in a million years, but I do like Pretty Boy Angels, so... This sounds like a thing I want to play, actually. Wait a second. Di- dying in Baroque does not result in a game over screen, but instead advances the plot and unlocking what? cutscenes, new areas, and comments for either non-player characters who are within the Neuro Tower. Fuck. The nice. Neuro Tower expands after certain conditions are met in the Neuro Tower. Holy <laughs> shit, this sounds really cool! I think I might be looking at a vandalized Wikipedia page, though. <laughs> <laughs> a game this cool can't exist. Speaking of games too cool to exist, we have a re-release of what is almost considered a Dreamcast classic. They have those? Yeah. Uh, Yes! (laughs) I... Shame! It was a... Blue Stinger. (laughs) That's how you know they have classics. They also have shit piles. Blue Stinger is a classic. It is a classic... Blue Stinger is a classic Christmas game. <laughs> it's a Christmas game, isn't it? I forgot it about that. It is a that. classical... It is one of the classic Christmas games. Alright, so this game was a originally a Japanese arcade game, and there was a great big fuss about how it was too powerful... Sorry, it was too visually intensive for any home console to make, and then they got a Dreamcast version of it, and the world went... <gasps> how's the dead? Ikuruga, yes! Oh. Yes. Ikuruga uh, was on the Dreamcast? Yeah, it was. I didn't know and that. that. And that was something of a fuss at the time. 
That was the only place you could get it in this country. And now it's an X-Blah download. <laughs> now it's fucking everywhere. Technology marches on. The, the arcade version of the game, because the you remember that this game has really nicely made visual assets, right? Everything's got a really good-looking model to it. The arcade version of the game had a bigger hard drive than was standard. So the idea was that a console couldn't handle it because it was just too much data. And now it's an X-Blah download. You're well, I suppose that's why I went up on the Dreamcast because they had those the GDs, um, yeah. gigabyte worth CDs using yeah. some kind of technology or whatever. I don't know what the deal was. The, 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 the practical upshot of, of this is that we are now at a point where you can summon Ikaruga out of the air. <laughs> that's kind of cool. All right. I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I can play Ikaruga on my tablet. <laughs> so, so this is a game which is the spiritual successor of an Australian game series, and its disambiguate. Its Wikipedia page begins with a disambiguation. This article is about the video game. For the commander of your nation's military forces, see Commander in Chief brackets local. United Earth Federation redirects here, not to be confused with Earth Federation or Terran Federation disambiguation. Is this Earth Defense Force? <laughs> no. Uh, Damn. It's, a, it, it's considered to be kind of a, not quite a one-person show, but certainly one person had a very strong guiding influence. Uh, a guy named Chris Taylor and the company Gas Powered Games. Yeah. Uh, it's the remake. It, it's considered a spiritual successor of a game from 1997. Made in Australia. I have no idea what we're talking about. Right. I should know, but I can't remember. The company that originally employed Mr. Taylor is Cave Dog Games. Okay, I was assuming it would be Cave Dog, but I also don't really know anything they made. There's, I mean, we're talking about the one that you made units for. Uh, Total Annihilation or Dark Rain were the two big ones that I made units for. Right. Uh, this is Supreme Commander, the okay, spiritual yeah. successor of Total Annihilation. Because Matter is the one that you've told us before was the spiritual successor to Total Annihilation. I still can't ever remember because that's the most generic fucking name. Isn't of it just? Ever... It, yeah, <laughs> they they were not good at names. He's not good. At, like the only thing in all of those games I can remember that had two, there were two units that had reasonably good names that helped evoke what they were. One was an eight-legged metal tank. Was it called a spider a tank? Spider tank. <laughs> And the other one was a tiny little robot uh, that had rapid-fire guns, and it was called a Pee-wee. Those are the only good names. It's, uh, okay, I I won't fight you that Spider Tank is an appropriate name, but it's not a good name. It's like Hello? calling this the Big Tank, or that one's the tank that has fire guns. Well, also, hold on a second. If you look at, like, Command & Conquer, like Red Alert, like, you had Mammoth Tank, and that's an evocative name. yeah. Uh, Total, Total Annihilation had the Goliath tank. Which is like uh, the Mammoth tank. And it also had uh, the Pyro tank. Which would be the fire tank. Which is what sits on the back of a fire tank, really. Um, and, yeah, right. uh, and, and and it also had... Actually, correction, the expansion uh, pack for Total Annihilation had a mech that was a... It was a walking, armed mecha. It was made to look like a person. And it had a pair of guns on its hips that it had to draw and twirl before it could shoot them. And That's it was called, awesome. It was called the Maverick. So I'll give them another good name. That one's good. That is good. <laughs> I, that is definitely good. So, next up, we have a vague disappointment simulator. The beginning of a franchise that has lasted 
until now. And Fable. Cons- ooh, g- <laughs> good contender in the disappointment mm, franchise. Front. Strong. No, no, this is this is a game where ev- where with only a couple of exceptions, almost every single entry has made us look back on the previous entry and go. Yeah, that's not that bad. You know, it was pretty good. This one's not so good. You said this, this is the first one? This is definitely the first one. This is definitely the first one. This is not the first, the first 3D not, one? This, no, this is, first this is not the Elder Scrolls. Okay. Not the Elder Scrolls. Um, and, it's, and it's not a game... Like, this is a brand new franchise at this point. Brand new IP. It was a big fuss. It uses a historical... Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You're saying... Huh? I disagree <laughs> with your assessment of Assassin's <laughs> Creed through the years. <laughs> I, I have Assassin's Creed Four does not oh, make you yes. look back and, th- and think it, Assassin's Creed Three. Wow, that game was not. Yeah, bad. I think no. it's more of an up and down. I, I, Assassin's yeah. Creed Two was also better than Assassin's Creed One. That's the thing. Just for some. the most part, all the other Ezio games were not. Well, that's yeah, the thing. Like, there is a genuine down, down, general downward spiral until we hit four, which I have not been able to play, so it doesn't register in my memory well. I mean, I started playing it, and my computer was like, "No, nah, fuck this, I can't do this." I so. Would... I think Mind it's you, more of a Windows rec- thing. We did every we second did, one. We we did we did you know have a podcast where I raved about how good Assassin's Creed Four was. Yeah, you're right. And I have a friend who told me that Assassin's Creed Four is fantastic, and he he doesn't like these kinds of games at all. But then again, he also said, you know, there's apparently some plot about sneaking around and stabbing people. But no, 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 I just buy <laughs> no, the pirate no. shit. <laughs> that this is my problem. I mean, you with have Assassin's you have Creed a Wii 4. U. You could always get it on that. He also has a PC that can run games now. Yeah, good oh, yeah. I try that. All right. I mean, I'd like to have some more games for my Wii U, because at the moment, I have, like, three games for my Wii U. <laughs> they just don't well, have a have... good library. It's very upsetting. All right, so next up we have a game that the opening paragraphs of its page on Wikipedia are mostly disambiguations about the title and the release date. So... <laughs> This is when it was released on the PlayStation Portable. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, it is a game which gives you a choice of which RPG character you want to start with, and the journey evolves and ends differently depending upon the choices you make, which um, is to say it's an RPG. Is it actually a re-release, or is it like a virtual console download thing? It appears to be a virtual console download. Like, it doesn't appear to be an upgraded, woofy version, just... um. No, it's an enhanced port. What I mean is, did it come on a disc? A UMD? Or was it a download only? I can't find that information quickly. No. Um, is it a Secret of Mana game? Uh, no. Different franchise, but you're in the right general kind of... You're in the right style. It's, it's an RPG with choosable characters. Um, Star Ocean? Star Ocean, yes. It's nice. Star Ocean, the second story. That game is really oh. good. I love that game. Yep. I bitched about this game on the show in the past. Yeah, I love that game. Fox I doesn't. tried to love that game. <laughs> I was Granted. just offended by their treatment of the female main character, who's very yeah. bad at being a main character. Yeah. She's otherwise very interesting, but it's very clear that her story was not written to be a main character story. No. And that annoys me a lot. <laughs> All right, I... I don't know Beautiful much about, sprite work, though. I don't know much about this game, but the plot synopsis on Wikipedia has an amazing sentence in it. Don't read the characters' names. The game tells the story of Claude C. Kenny, yep. son of Ronix J. Kenny and yep. Raina Lanford, a young girl living on the planet Expel. Yep. <laughs> I love it! 
the the plot of Star Ocean games is fucking weird. <laughs> is this the one where the cat boy is like, and we have to go to the moon? Probably. The cat boy is a nerd. Eh. Cat boy is a huge That's nerd. That's right. That's why I ultimately stopped playing. Because you hated the cat boy? Because he was boring no. as shit? Because I found out you can't recruit the cat boy if you play the girl. What? Oh, yeah. Right, because why would, why would a, a female-identifying player want the cute cat boy as one of her minions? That's just silly. I, I girl don't like that shit. The, the, term is, the term is party members, not minions. Uh, no. no, it's not. He no. should be grateful I didn't say harem. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The, uh, he should be grateful you let him come along, because the option is he, he dies. <laughs> And I, you know, I won't I say like how because little that, men. That's wait, I can my say jam. A, I can say a spoiler for a twenty-year-old game, right? Yeah, you can. Probably, I can say it. Yeah, it's fucking planet gets blown up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Again, uh, a bunch 2000... of the recruitable, a bunch of the recruitable characters in Star Wars: Second Story will die if you don't recruit them because the planet gets blown up. Even if you can't recruit them because you're playing the wrong character. Yeah, they're fucked. Fuck! <laughs> that is bullshit. I'm this glad game, I didn't keep playing that this game. The, Damn this it. is the game that also features the the uh, the laser rifle sniper with three eyes named Opera. And the uh, she's cool as hell. And uh, Ernest, who is definitely not Indiana Jones. <laughs> All right. And the uh, the sexy evening dress wearing mage lady, who I distinctly recall her favorite food was baby rabbit risotto. Not just rabbit, not just risotto, baby rabbits. <laughs> she also had a gi- she also had a giant witch's cap and had, which had a, like a floating star around her head. <laughs> also, oh, yeah, there were they... two cat boys, one for each player. I'm talking They're... about the shitty little nerd one who's who's just grumpy and unpleasant and hits people with a book. I yeah, have that's disturbed Leon. a deep yeah. ant hill here. <laughs> that, that is Leon. Well, there's another one. There's a blue cat boy whose name is Noel. Wait, Leon is blue. Well, okay, then the no. Okay, the Noel is brown. Sorry, huh. but yes, there is a cat boy named Leon and a cat boy named Noel. You two have done your time in the trenches with this game. I, it's this like a the... two hundred fucking hour game. <laughs> I had my friend who sold me his PS One sold me this game with it, so it was the only PS One game I had for a long, long time that oh, I could yes. actually play reliably. Um, and eventually, he bought it back because he was a collector and he realized he really wanted it and it was going to be super hard to replace it. All right. Next it, game. It's it, it was that that peak PlayStation One JRPG era where they just said, "Why don't we just make the game with everything?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had multiple discs too, didn't it? Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Next and like game. the level cap was two fifty five. It's really telling when something has a cap of two fifty five. You're like, you just went, let's have as much of it as we're allowed. <laughs> Also, I think you basically, uh, unless you knew where to get specific items quickly, you basically had to grind 255 to finish the fucking game. Huh. <laughs> oh, so good game to play with an FAQ. But there are also, like, a billion different endings because, like, all your party members, like, paired up in, like, couples yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah. you could sort of send them off into town to interact with each other, couldn't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> that was you, a nice you, idea. You could, you could. It, it had its own like shipping simulator. Yeah. We have a lot we can say about Star Ocean Two, and I think Star Ocean Five comes out later this year. Yeah, I, I'm just writing it out now. 
Okay, so uh, yeah, we'll put that on the list for a future show. Yep. Anyone who wants to come on the show and tell us why Star Wars Ocean is great shit or anything in between, uh, give us a call. And and I will be over in the corner waiting for these two to be done. <laughs> we need an eye level character, Talon. No, you don't. <laughs> So you, you are filling that role because you're like staring in, in dead eyes in wilderness <laughs> right now. A level-eyed character. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> All right. What else you got, newsman? All right. Next up, we have what might be an unholy union of of people responsible for a game, in that it's made by Gearbox, Ubisoft, and the History Channel. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. It's the first game in the blank series. It takes place during World War Two because it's 2008, so everyone's making World War Two shooters! Because <laughs> the History Channel and therefore Nazis? Yeah, and the History Channel used this game to create scenarios that they put in a series uh, <laughs> with the same name as the game. Tell me they straight up used footage from the game. Yes, the they totally Dramatic they reenactment! Did. Yep. <laughs> And the trick is now for Jeb trying to remember what the what oh, the incredibly no. generic name of this game is. Uh, um, it was like World in Conflict or something. No, 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 no. But give us um, give us a letter, and we will pick the generic war words that start with that letter. It, it acronyms to B I A. Ah, so B um, going for battle. Nope. Burning. Nope. Let that bit of noise pass. What? Was it a Blitzkrieg? No. No. Oh, no. that's a good one. No, no, no. It, it's a common phrase. It's a common military phrase. Back in action? Close. Brothers in arms. Brothers in arms. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. man, fuck them. <laughs> okay. I. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I am a Dire Straits fan. <laughs> Yeah, Brothers in Arms, Road to Hill 30, the start of the yeah. critically acclaimed Brothers in Arms series. <laughs> the critics acclaimed, whoa, uh, uh, really? Okay, I guess. Yeah, and it was ported to the Wii. <laughs> Thank God, just what every Wii owner wanted. This was an FPS? Yeah. Yeah, there's a certain... You can glean some information from the fact that they port an FPS to the, the Wii. Wii. <laughs> that can only mean one of a few very specific things. Alright, next up we have a demolition racing game. With also kind of a generic name based on this previous game. Oh wait, no, that's a different it was a this game has had two names. Oh, so it's not Demolition Derby? No. <laughs> no, this is this is a demolition racing game. Demolition Derby was just a straight up demolition derby game. <laughs> There's one not well, so normally... Dis- re- I don't do so, cars, remember? So was Destruction Derby. Eh, uh, true. And Death Rally had a racing element to it. But no, it wasn't those. It's not Death Rally. Does it start with a D? No. It starts with an F. <gasps> okay, well, I, I have no idea then. That's just crazy it's talk. Car racing? Yep. Yeah. How do you describe a car going at its top speed? As, if you're making it do as much as it possibly can, Fox? Uh, fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> You did say how do you describe it? Yeah, true. Uh, Weirdly, I'm confused because I always thought Full Throttle was a (laughs) yeah. It can't be Full Throttle. Yeah, not 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 Full Throttle. Actually, this is weird. I think I feel like this is a very Australian name for a game. Eh? Yeah, uh, it's called Flat Out. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. flat out ultimate carnage, which was also sold as flat out total carnage and flat out head on. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. I've, I've heard of, subtitle I've heard localizations of, weird me out. I've heard of flat out. It's apparently okay. All right. Now. Nothing spectacular. Um, burnout is better. Now. Did they make a sequel to Carmageddon? Yeah, Carmageddon mm. 2. And they made a remake of Carmageddon two years ago. Mm. So, where Nintendo goes, naturally, other companies will follow. There is the... Okay, the, Sonic? The, the wake <laughs> of Nintendo... Oh god, if this had been a Sonic tie-in, that would just make it perfect. But no, this is Konami attempting to cash in on the space created by Wii oh. Fit. But oh... That was not what I was expecting to hear. No, it wasn't. I thought it was going to be like Banjo or Crash. <laughs> In fact, Banjo or Crash would be a great name for a game. It has a sibling title. Um, oh, you know what? I, God. Is it one of the dance fitness games? No, or? no. Oh, the okay. exact opposite of dancing, really. Like, dancing is like moving in time to rhythm. This is sitting very still to a rhythm. <laughs> It's a fitness it's a game? Yo- it's, well, you sit really yes, still. It's oh. Let's Yoga. Right. <laughs> and Let's Yoga has a sibling game called Let's Pilates. I think you'll find yoga doesn't have a lot of sitting still in it. You're right. It has holding positions, though. Absolutely. It is definitely not dancing. I'll give you that. Oh, and uh, remember that whole other titles are scared of cu- this thing coming out, so we all hide in the corner? <laughs> um... For yoga? I don't think so. Yeah, how, how about this was a Rage Engine game that consumed roughly 20% of the market this month? Uh, what's Rage Engine for? Uh, it, it does cars, it does open world, it does walking around, it does gunplay. It's a pretty good engine. It's been used for a couple of games. Grand Theft Auto okay. 4? Grand Theft Auto 4. Right. Just, just woke up and ate all the pies. <laughs> Which is funny because Grand Theft Auto 4 sucked. It really did. <laughs> I, even even if the game itself was great fun to play, the dissonance between Nico Bellet going and and only five of us survived, and then Smash. Why is he French? No, I admit I'm not good with his accent. And then Smash cut. Neither to, is he. Yeah, driving a semi trailer <laughs> over a bridge jump. It's just no. Well, right. Yeah, the whole point, the the whole reason that Grand Theft kind of got shit is because they didn't know how to be funny anymore. Now we have a video game. Which has been re-released since on Steam and resulted in a lot of people, or rather at least one person I know, shouting, shut up, main character, at the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a rich well of possibilities. It's, it's true. It's a tactical war game. It's really pretty. What's the original platform? Uh, PlayStation 3. Uh, oh, shut up, Welkin! Shut up, Welkin. <laughs> shut up, Welkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he does talk a bit much. Yep. Next up, we have... And when a- he opens his fucking mouth, <laughs> something stupid comes out every time. <laughs> I'm trying to steer us away from these Don't you two understand? Pe- he's an amazing commander because he's uh, youthful and creative and quirky and doesn't think like the rest of the people in the military. Because they're good at being in the military. <laughs> no, good he's good at being in the military. He's a good commander because he brought his own fucking tank. Actually, that's why he's... It's not his, it's not his tank. <laughs> it's his sister's tank. I'm just imagining, Mom, Dad, can I borrow the tank? All right, you can have... Talon, the- that's very insensitive. His parents are dead. <laughs> you can borrow your sister's tank, but you have to share it. She's the one who fucking drives it. Yeah. 
He just he, sits he, in it and yells at people. Yeah, like his only thing is that he's the commander, which is why it's funny that he's... Well, the story is going to work as hard as it possibly can to make him good at this. But he's not. Like, really one of the things is, is that he... Like, there's a cutscene of the fucking game where he's like, well, I can't tell my soldiers what to do to... Well, <laughs> get your fucking job! <laughs> All right. like, well, maybe if we just let them be themselves, they'll get a lot. No, <laughs> <laughs> these are dyed in the wool fucking racists. Also, have you met your soldiers? Like, they all have little lists of their weird personal shit that makes them bad at soldiering. What was it? <laughs> I just of let metal. them be themselves. The fact that this one is pathologically afraid of women—you know—that <laughs> won't cause any problems. This one's allergic to grass. Let's take there's, her on the forest mission. There's a, there's a fucking. There's an engineer whose who, whose job it is to fix the tank. Who has the metal allergy uh, trait? <laughs> My I whole think... life is hell. And game-wise, this makes sense because as you develop them, they overcome those weaknesses. But from Welkin's point of view, <laughs> it, it does... I can't remember who said it originally, but it does remind me very strongly of ra- rallying the members of your local high school to defeat Mean Holes Farmer Hitler. <laughs> Wasn't there a sniper who hates being alone? <laughs> yes. Well, that that would actually make some nice sense. Like, I do find it kind of sad that most of the time games represent snipers as these loners when sniper and spotter is, like, the way you do that. Um, but anyway, next yeah, but up... isn't the spotter usually in a totally different location? No. Well, oh. They're often right next to you. Okay. Uh... But, okay, so I'm going to drag the conversation away from the Shut Up Welkin special. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> which, by the way, I'm sure we could actually do. Uh, Welkin. Like, like, do I it. just like that it's a classic case of he is fully surrounded by characters better and more interesting than him. <laughs> we should... That's what a JRPG protagonist the... does, man. All of, them. All of should... them are more interesting Every than him. Even the good ones. Should we do an annotated playthrough of Valkyria Chronicles, <laughs> where one of us plays Valkyria Chronicles, supercuts it together, and then everyone together records and reacts to it? We'll see. Alright, next up, we have a game that simply should not have been made. <laughs> oh, oh, I... And there's too many possibilities. I'm paralyzed many... by choice. Yep. This is a relaunch of a franchise. Anything uses, where Sonic interacts with humans. Which uses the same name as the first game in Alone the, in the franchise. Ah! Not Alone in the Dark. Because Alone in the Dark wasn't developed by Touchstone Games and Disney Interactive. Disney? Disney made this. And when you find out what it is, there will be this moment of, what the fuck? Legit, I'm a little bit lost now. This is a first-person shooter. What? Made by Disney. <laughs> Made by Disney. That uses the same name of the first game in its own franchise. Yes. And the first game uh, of the franchise was also a first-person shooter, or no? It was a first-person shooter on the N64. Turok? Turok! Fucking Turok! Disney? Turok was a first-person shooter. Disney made the Turok relaunch. What? <laughs> wow. Which, I might note, changes him from being a Native American, one of not exactly a very well-supplied population in video games... Yeah, that guy in half of Connor. ...to a stubbly white guy. Wow. Ah. Disney made Turok. (laughs) Also, the bulk of Turok is spent fighting soldiers with guns. What? (laughs) That's... What? (laughs) 
did you can you find more parts of the original Turok games to completely miss in your attempts to relaunch a franchise? Is there any time travel? No. And I thought Turok was a top-down shooter. <laughs> I'm thinking of Tyrion. Tyrion was yeah. a top-down shooter. Yeah. Okay, right. so you're not playing as Native American, you're not traveling through time, and there's no dinosaur, and you don't fight there's many dinosaurs. There's no dinosaurs, there's very few dinosaurs, and there's very little of the hunting, stalking. So, and it's called Turok still. Yeah. Okay. And they don't use the Turok font. The Turok font that is iconic because it's named Turok. Hmm. I'm just saying, someone was probably not paying a lot of attention when they green-lighted this. What do you want to bet this was developed to be some other game entirely, and they acquired Turok in some, like, big brand buyout that, like, oh, let's see if we have a label we can slap on this. What the hell is Turok? <laughs> sure, not, sure, it's, it's a video like, game, sounds about right. It's not like people were fucking clamoring for Turok to come back. <laughs> Alright. We have... <clears throat> we have a remake of a PS2 JRPG... Hmm. Which, which has been re-released on the PSP, and this is the period where it was re-re-released on the PSP, along with an original non-canon anime set ten years after the events of the game. Persona Three. Persona Three. Yes. <laughs> non-canon. Yes. I don't know why you would like what. Is that I something like, I can watch on Netflix right now? I do not know. It's titled Persona Trinity Soul. Okay, but the animation, it like, it's the same shit from the game, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, you said it was set ten years after? Ten years after. Mm, okay. I, I, I cannot begin to touch on what the hell is going on here. I'm thinking the Persona 4 anime, which was more stuff that happened directly in the game. Yeah. Just handled quite badly. Alright, next up. We have a Nintendo DS game, which is a musical adventure game that allows the player to play as Sharpay, Troy, Gabriella, Ryan, Chad, or Taylor in Storylines. Yes. High School Musical 2. Is Work it, this out. I'm is sorry. Bad that Sharpay? I knew it? Sharpay. <laughs> Sharpay. Like, you have a bunch of high schoolers and a dog? No. It's a black girl? It's a black girl whose name is Sharpay. She's yes. literally named after a breed of dog. Yes. Oh, that is fuck wow. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Disney did a lot of shit this month. <laughs> it has a special jukebox mode where even if the DS is closed, it will continue to play the music. Oh, joy. Oh, wow, because, yeah, what you want when you're boomboxing with your friends is the speakers on a DS. <laughs> Mmm, pump it. Jamming out <laughs> the High School Musical 2 songs. Ha <laughs> ha <laughs> That's a thing. Alright, we have a... You know what? I think I'm just going to straight up skip this one because I don't know a fucking thing about it. Um, tell you what, do either, can either of you tell me about Metal Arms glitch in the system? Nope. Because all I know about the it title is it's got Sierra's cool. symbol on the box. The title sounds gonna... cool. It's a pretty cool title. What's it gone in the box? Sierra's symbol. Oh, right. It's a Sierra game. Huh. Or rather... I thought they went under by now. This They had gone under. At this ah. point, they're a brand. It's a Sierra-branded game. It's made by fucking Disney. It's right, made by fucking Disney. <laughs> it's made by Swingin' Ape Studios. <laughs> and it was originally released in 2003, 
and it was re-released on the 360 in April 20 in April 2008. Wow. All right. Speaking of a re-release, this is a classic Japanese action role-playing video game compilation consisting of enhanced remakes of the first two games in the series, released for the PC Engine CD-ROM by Nihon Falcom and Hudson Soft. It was released on basically yes. everything. Yes. Originally yeah. for the PC. Yeah, East One and PC two. Engine. Yeah, I just assumed that would have been a console game to start with. It was originally. These, this re-release is for the PC. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, uh, the the East. I, I have nothing negative to say about East. I understand yeah. they're really, really pretty. I've got a bunch of them. I've played a little bit of them. They they seem to be very competently made. Very lovely. If they have a problem, it seems to be they are as dense as JRPGs normally are. Yeah, and they're an action RPG, and action RPG grinding is somehow worse than like you press the button to make your character attack twenty times. No, you have to you have to press it twenty times. Uh, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We're talking about like okay, the original use um, didn't have that. Uh, oh, this was the the era of of uh, Japanese developed um, action role playing games where. Attack meant you held down a button and you ran, ran, rubbed your character against the enemy, <laughs> and whoever had the best stats won. This is like a, this is like the Doom guy searching for secrets. He <laughs> 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 sounded like he was humping a wall, didn't he? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we now, have a game. Highlight was, was oh. the worst of these because Highlight was also terrible. Huh. Hardline. Highlight. I can talk a lot of time about Hydelight, but I'll spare you that. Oh, the worst of the old PC uh, action RPGs. Right. Right. Okay, so next up we have a game that is named after a dance, I guess. Uh, it has a different name in Japan to it has in English, obviously, but like translated this, they're, they're notably different. It's a strategy role-playing video game developed by Success and published by Atlas, and it was released in Japan in 2007, but in North America in April 2008. Can you give us a Japanese name without revealing it? Itsuari no Rondo. Hmm. You got nothing. Nope. <laughs> Rondo of Swords. Oh, for... I don't know if you can say that's named after a dance. A rondo is a type of dance, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not called Rondo. Well, fair enough. Uh, its Japanese name is Rondo of Deception. Right. Uh, yeah, apparently just a generically kind of okay uh, action, uh, sorry, um, strategy RPG game, which has a root maneuver system. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I admit I had been slow rolling because we have a, a we, we did have Grand Theft Auto eat all the pies. Who is bold enough to eat to to, to release something during the pie eating of Grand Theft Auto? Well, of Blizzard course. is bold enough. Blizzard's bold enough. Nintendo is bold enough. And Nintendo have said, yes, 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 your car game is very nice, but we're going to release something that sells even more units. That's also a car game. Mario Kart. Mario Kart Kart Wii, which outsold (laughs) Grand Theft Auto 4 at first. Yeah, well. (laughs) But there are two more games this year. Now, one of them, I I want to divorce my personal feelings from it, uh, because I didn't like it. But I have... Oh, no, God, no, not Cataclysm. No, he liked Cataclysm. I loved Cataclysm. But no, this is, this is a game that came out from Square Enix and Ubisoft. And I have routinely been told by friends... Human Revolution? Nope. That this is an amazing, like a breathtakingly good game. Like a really great, classic, modern game. Uh, and I, I can't stand it. 
it has a amazing soundtrack, it has a fun acronym for its name, and it was notable for being a basically a JRPG that was both used the DS's two screens in an interesting way and had, Oh, do it. Yes. The world ends with you. I I can't get into this game. I've tried three times. I've given this game hours of my life and never found it. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's okay. Not all good games work for all people. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, but everyone likes Dark Souls. <laughs> and finally, finally, we have what I do consider to be a modern classic. Uh, released by Capcom, inexplicably. Like, every time I find that out. Still... Well, yeah, Capcom have this weird habit of attaching themselves to things that are accidentally good. Like, I get the, I get the impression that they have, like, a, a, a wheel they spin every every month. Uh, accidentally like it's got a wolf in it. It's got a wolf in it. Yeah, like <laughs> where the where the hell did this game idea come from? <laughs> it came from a studio called Clover, didn't it? It came from Clover Studios. Yes. What is this game, Fox? Okami. Yes. Okami, the place we get the bark button. Would this be Never. the Wii re-release? So This was the uh, If I understand yes. that a Wii, I understand that a Wii release is an important mechanic of the game. <laughs> it certainly is but you can't just do it off the cuff you have to train <laughs> you can upgrade this montage. guess what it upgrades to go on you don't know this already? no oh it, you, you train the, the peeing technique you get the advanced version where you poop on someone <laughs> oh I'm sorry it's, uh, it's called at least in the localization brown thunder <laughs> same Uh, yeah. It, I, I've already spoken a lot about this game. It's amazing. If you haven't played it, you really should play it. Even if you don't like it, that's okay. But you you gotta try it. I continue to have never played nor seen it. <laughs> this is a game everybody should try. Didn't they re-release it for the another modern modern console? Yeah, it came out on PS3. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it has been re-released. As, it, it, it's a really good game. Right, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a good Zelda like game. If you if you like Zelda with its semi open world, like you, when you look at the world, really after you're familiar with it, it's you're an adventure like, game. Yeah, it's not a vast open world. It's just you know you have an adventure field. You have freedom as to where you go within that adventure field. Yeah, and you have a bark button. And you have a bark button. All right. So yeah, you know it's also your talk button, right? Yeah. Well, how so, else so, yeah. you talk? You're a dog. Uh, so that... <laughs> it's a, it, if you, like, go up to something you can talk to, it becomes a talk button. Or usually, which is an animal. Um, and if you go up to human, it usually means you listen to them. But sometimes you also just bark at them. <laughs> Same, <Mike>. actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good... Ah, she's such a neat character. <laughs> She, there's this wonderful element of, of, sometimes it feels like she's just shit-stirring. Like, <laughs> sometimes she seems to totally know what she's doing like an omniscient god, and sometimes she seems to be just a dog, a dog who dog? wants to steal your lunch. <laughs> she's really fun. A history of stealing lunches from Chrono Trigger to Okami. It's the right way to do a silent protagonist, and by silent I mean except for barking. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. That's been the Downloadable Concept Podcast for this week. That was Fox. 
That was Jeb. Fucking backstabs. <laughs> that was the Dark Souls of Outros. <laughs>